0: This is for the players.
1: I'm Ryan Betson.
0: I'm Max Cooper. And
1: this is For The Players, the pop-culturist PlayStation podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and five plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation
0: conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Spotify, and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join us in future conversations, please head on over to our Facebook, our Discord, our Instagram. All the social links are in the description below.
1: If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash Culture, where you can watch us do all this shit live. Uh, it's a great way to sort of get involved with the chat because we love looking at the chat and getting involved in the show it's a damn good bit of fun one thing we'd like you to do if you'd be so kind would be to share the conversation tell your friends tell your families about this little playstation pod possibly even our other show the young and the wrestlers if any reason you're into wrestling we know it's a tough time right now but if you if you did want to you could support us financially patreon.com slash the as well as our merchandise store pop slash shop where you can buy shirts and other sort of shit with our logos on it now max I received a fucking weird email from our merch store this week. <clears throat> so we use a, a third party website called T Public. They're based in the US just because they, they were easier at the time and they kind of didn't, didn't really give a shit about copyright infringement. So I got an email this week. They're like, hey, we are about to release masks so you could buy your own quarantine mask with your branding on it. That feels a little bit fucked,
0: unless you I think want. Every- I mean, I think everyone's making masks at this point.
1: True, but that like I feel a little dirty. being like, hey, pandemic. Want to buy for the players' mask? But it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit, fucked up. it's a bit fucked
0: up. Yeah. How are you this week, Max? Yeah, not too bad. It's been. It's been a week.
1: It's been a week. That's normally it's not been, a positive sentence. It's
0: been a week. Well, as as you know, um, my kid has started teething.
1: Yeah, man, rough times. And
0: teething is rough. Yeah. So yeah, yeah but if there's been a few sleepless nights and lots of screaming. Well, sleepless of, days lots, for you because you work nights. Mm, lots of lots of tears. Lots of yeah, it's a rough time.
1: Have you got Have you got a solution to to make it easy on your little one?
0: So, I I, I still uh, uh, I've been told rum on the gums is still ridiculous, but um, we've got some Bonjela, yep. obviously Panadol, all that stuff.
1: Bonjala's the shit, man. Bonjala saves uh, lives. We're
0: ref- we're refrigerating her her dummies now. Mm-hmm. That way, when when she goes to town on them, they're 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 cold and soothing. <laughs>
1: In the chat, buddy, in response to my mask, uh, I fully expect you to have a mask by next week's show. Oh, look, I'll do what I can, uh, but you know, shipping bit bit rough. I'll do it. Okay, yeah, there's I'd
0: no do. way. There's no way anything's getting shipped from America to Australia in under a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I was I'm gonna get it? The pandemic would be gone. Hopefully. I'm pretty shameless, though. I might do it. No, I don't. Maybe I'll do it. maybe i will do Sorry, I'm I'm tossing up in my head. Mm.
0: What yeah. what what is SM three three, buddy? I have no idea what oh, that so is. Oh,
1: so buddy mentioned in the chat. that SM three three is greater than Bongella. So we're we're having teething discussions in the chat now. <laughs> Josh is yelling at us. It is a PlayStation show. It isn't the uh the the teething helping your your child go through teething hour. Um, but yeah. So apart from well, that, how have you apart been? From though the, you know
0: works fine playing games doing work keeping myself busy that's good man yeah
1: yeah, my week's been all right. so I've been uh, pretty in demand at the workplace which is nice only only, you know it only took took a pandemic to make me feel valued in the workplace I'm just kidding Um, I've I've been around a bunch of different sites this week getting them all ready to go online uh, as we make that everyone makes that transition to online programs Um, other than that oh Ryan get less fat update uh (laughs) paris is where um my get less fat update i'm currently at 11 kilos i've lost about a kilo since last week which is a kilo a week is is a pretty good growth i'm 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 pretty happy about that so i am currently at the I, i have i i remember being at this weight so i'm at 128 now um and i remember being this weight And I think I was this weight before I even moved to Geelong. So this is, I'm back at my weight from six years ago. Um, And then ideally it'll just keep
0: going down and down and down is my plan. How how are you going with the weight loss life? Uh, Me, I'm still doing the shakes. I unfortunately still haven't gone out to get scales because I'm super slack. Oh, don't you own scales? No, no. Oh,
1: okay.
0: So I do need to get some because I would like to also weigh my child (laughs) and myself. (laughs) But I, um, I'm feeling a lot better. So.
1: Yeah, no, that's that. It's the, it's that one thing. So it's that the feeling better is is good. Yeah. But it's, yeah. As I said, i appreciate sure I I mentioned last week. Like I'm, I do, I break the sin, the big cardinal sin of weight loss is I weigh myself every day because I like I like seeing that drop. I like seeing that how the numbers fluctuate. Because it's imp- like it's important for me to have that control, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, like, it's, it's still going down, still going good so we'll be you know pretty for packs. still still the plan right now but mm. Max this is a PlayStation show as Dash reminded us in the chat uh what have you been playing on your PlayStation this week
0: uh so I got back into fortnite this week
1: oh no way also hey Kristen in the chat what's going on I know Dash packs ain't happening but I that is my goal point that weekend a, is a my girl goal. Can
0: dream point. Dash don't yeah don't you be let me ruin this 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 girl's dreams <laughs> all right uh, so yeah I jumped back into Fortnite this week. <laughs> um since they have decided to extend their 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 battle pass for this season, I decided that I'll jump in now at the end so I can just smash out all the challenges really quickly. Got my uh got my Deadpool skin, mm. did all that stuff. Gross. Uh I also got beta access to Spellbreak. Ooh what's Spellbreak? So, it's a uh, another Battle Royale game, but you're a wizard. So, you fly around and you shoot spells at people. Quite fun. Unfortunately, no one's playing in Oceania. So, I have to play in North American servers and the lag is anus. <laughs> 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 um, but that was quite fun. Um, other than that, not much. Yeah. So, I myself have been playing primarily
1: uh, Strange-, uh, Strange Brigade. because it's, it's a really good game to just mindlessly play because it is It is essentially the way it was explained to me that I explained it this morning was I, I guess I guess on another pod before mm. doing this one I uh, talked about it was like uncharted if it wasn't as good but also had the way the zombie mode of Call of Duty in it so oh, yeah. it, it is very wave based um, but it's also like you know treasure hunting and temple running and that sort of stuff so it's very cool so I'm, about, uh, I'm now three-ish levels deep so I have not played a lot this week, but even mm. then, I I do I do the run through once, and then I grab what collectibles I can because there's a lot of collectibles and a lot of puzzles in the game, which is great. I mean, so I do the first run, and then I turn back around, and then I start it again, and then do the slow sweep through to get all the collectibles. Yep. So like that's where it takes a little bit longer because I'll be in an area like scooping it, it out and trying to find like this tiny little jar thing or whatever, which is um which which is good.
0: Uh, oh, and, I've, and despite it not being a PlayStation uh, game, I've played a lot of Mario Maker this week because the oh, new, new content, update, yeah, the new the new final update dropped, mm. so it's got heaps of new stuff, which is good fun.
1: Speaking of games that have dropped, uh, yesterday at time of recording, Predator Hunting Grounds, a, a PlayStation uh, a console exclusive, uh, did drop. Uh, PlayStation Australia did provide us the code, so we we've been well. I fucking tried to check it out. All right. I booted the game up this morning and then my uh, fucking, my PS4 somehow levitated out of the room because (laughs) for some
0: reason it, it it fucking runs my PS4 so hard. Well, that's interesting. So I played a game last night and my PlayStation didn't go crazy. Yeah. It's
1: like, whoa. Like, for now,
0: those- see, I think I think yours is just loud because it's got a gigantic hole in the top. But of it's it.
1: not. It's sealed. So there's that <laughs> open part and there's actually like a, a bit of perspex over it. So that, there's no like, yeah. a, you know, la- a fan noise or anything comes out of it. It's just yeah. like taking off under my desk. There's a vi- There's a video on Twitter if those are interested. Um, and so I got up this morning, booted it up, to give it a red hot go because I didn't play it yesterday. So I didn't play any games yesterday. So I just kind of went to bed. Um... So I was like, all right, cool. SmackDown's about to start. I'll put SmackDown on. I'll put this on. Cool. So about half an hour until SmackDown. And then next thing you know, SmackDown started and I still hadn't gotten a game.
0: So what were you queuing for? Because you get three options. Yes, in the there's quick three play options. Things. There's
1: the Predator. There is the Fire, the fire team, team. And then no preference. I went straight yeah. to no preference. I'm like, I just want to play the game. So give
0: me whatever. So obviously last night when I first... Tried it out. I, I wanted to be the Predator. Like That's that's what's drawing me to the game. I want to be the Predator. So I queued as Predator. After 20 minutes of putting me in a lobby by myself as the Predator, I left it on for another half an hour. No one joined my game. I'm like, okay, this is, this is a bad sign. I back out to the main menu, go to uh, no preference, and 20 minutes later, I get a game, and it gives me the Predator. I'm like, yes, this is it. This is my time to shine. And I played one game, and I won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing, but yeah. So I so I ran the tutorial instead this morning. And so
1: like the tutorial focuses solely around the Predator. There's no... Ma- like mm. you do not play as the fire team in the tutorial at all. It's as almost if, yeah, the motivation is the Predator. And if you happen to become one of the fire team, well, too fucking bad because you should have been a Predator.
0: Did, did, did your eyes melt when you put on the heat vision mode?
1: Yeah, it really hurt. And yeah. like... <laughs> They the, the, say so the game itself, uh, the concept is cool. Obviously, like in terms of of that whole asymmetrical multiplayer, which is, you know, they, they tried to do with like, uh, uh evolve, evolve and stuff back in the yeah. day, but no one gave a fuck about those monsters. Cause they were brand new. And like, this is where the, the benefit here, similar to Friday the 13th is it's using, which is developed by the same team. Um, it's using a property that people can recognize people know what predator is. Like if you've seen the movies, you know how predator is like a, it's, it's that idea of it's a hunter, right? It's a predator. Like it's, it takes out a group of people. So I understand why that would work in terms of a design, but I feel like the execution here is, is not very good. And I even, like, even not even getting into the game. Cause like when I did play the tutorial there, like there, there are some cool mechanics in there. Like, like the, the, uh, core. Lame name is essentially the parkour of the predator, so it's where you climb up into the trees and you and you can almost traverse the entire map solely by the trees, which is pretty cool. And if you're playing as a fire team, if you just see that like above your head, like that would be pretty gnarly in the game, right? If that was to happen, but hey, I don't know, played it, so I've no idea in terms of the actual game. So
0: well, I had a real issue because some of the leaves on the trees will block your predator rockets. Mm but the fire teams can shoot through them and hit you. Yep. So it's very frustrating. So in the chat, Buddy Watson
1: goes, this game is DOA and the beta sucked. So I didn't check out the beta, you did.
0: I played the beta. Um, I only got into like two, three games, and I played as the fire team each time.
1: Yeah. So how how you find the match? You know, we, we like I I feel bad using impressions on such a small sample size, whether it be me playing the tutorial or or you not only playing one of the
0: predator um, matches. Matches are very quick, and despite the fact that it is a four on one scenario. The predator is still quite overpowered, which is to be expected, and, and, right? And they get, and obviously you get stronger as you level up because you can upgrade your weapons and whatnot. So you can, you have different loadouts based on what your level is. So mm-hmm. like you know, at level fifty, you get the bow, or you get that weird electric death stick that they have. Um, so obviously, the, the the more you play as the predator, the better you become to begin with, and it's just it seems very overpowered.
1: Yeah, so the thing that like caught my caught my uh, eye the first thing the first time I booted this game up is it's like hey, here's two loot boxes. So they on top of that, uh, for a game that I can't even play right now, they've also got a bunch of loot boxes and shit too. That's that's concerning. Uh well, look, look, granted, not- multiplayer games like this will have that, but this is a 60 a game, so it's a, a 60 Australian dollars, so it's kind of like a mid-tier price. You know, so I guess the the
0: the market transactions aren't as gnarly. and Well, see, from from what I saw, one of the loot boxes is purchased with in-game currency, not with, like, a premium currency. Mm. So you get that stuff when you level up and play.
1: Correct. However, so uh, you know, it presents itself in the exact same way like Overwatch does, where it opens and there's three colored platforms mm. with the varying skins. But once again, it's a multiplayer game. It's mid price, So, like, okay, I'm less angry about it. But it's more of a, oh... It's disheartening that that's in there and I still can't even get into the game. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'll still give it a try. I'll do my very best to at least get a game in by next week. I'll just leave my console on and see what happens. Oh! In the chat, Buddy Watson, (laughs) would you describe the loot boxes as predatory? Fucking well done. <laughs> I wish I thought of that but I didn't. No,
0: I mean they're not really though. No, they're not. <laughs> they're, just, they're not super. They're, they're, they're pretty not, cosmetic. Like, like
1: they don't seem that gnarly But um but yeah. Hopefully we can talk more about it next week. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so Dash has got it was going to give Buddy the band hammer in the chat there for that joke. No, oh, I'll I'll allow, I'll, I wouldn't allow the ban. I'll allow the joke. I'll allow. Um Yeah, look like, we'll give it a go. We'll do our very best to cover it more. Um, the difficulty was getting it on launch day makes it a little bit tougher as well, but by the sounds of it, look, by the looks of it, everyone got it launch day. So that's also not a super positive sign and maybe a reason why I've not seen many reviews out there because it's, even if I did, I couldn't get a game. I can't, yeah. I can't get a game when it's public. I wouldn't have got a game during press time. I can t- I can guarantee you that. Oh yeah, yeah, Reverend Puxy. He came in the chat earlier, which is great. Max, that's enough about what we've been up to. Let's get into the section we call inform the players. We tell you all about what happened this week in the PlayStations. Well,
0: let's kick things off with uh, the Bandicoots coming back. Oh. So Crash Bandicoot's return to the mainstream has reached another major milestone in the form of a smartphone auto runner developed by Candy Crush creators King. This has clearly been inspired by the likes of Temple Run, although given the nature of the marsupial's main games, it actually makes sense. The plot sees the uh, um, eponymous hero paired with longtime ally Coco to take on Dr. Neo Cortex's mutagen henchmen, and there's a base building element that will see you creating weapons and power-ups to assist you on your adventure. It's got all the trappings of a typical mobile game, timers, microtransactions, multiple currencies. The release has only soft launched at this stage, so there's no word on how aggressive the in-app transactions will actually be at launch. So far, you can find it on the Malaysian Google Play Store.
1: Oh, hang on. (laughs) Ew.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mobile games are notoriously bad for their... Uh, you can play for ten minutes, and if you want to play for longer than ten minutes, you got to give us the money. <laughs> but
1: not even that. Like, is the audience for Crash Bandicoot phone game?
0: I don't know. I would imagine it's just like you know, you know, all those levels where you run backwards towards the screen. and There's like a panda chasing you or a snowball. I'd imagine it's just one of those levels. I presume
1: so, right? Because like when you think of free runner, my brain went to yeah, like Temple Run or or even Mario Run, right?
0: Yeah which which Any, anything with it, anything with the word run in it yeah which,
1: which <laughs> Mario Run got panned pretty hard a for its cost and two that there's a bunch of micros in it um I have no desire to even look at this no I'm the same yeah it's it's um it's, but people think <laughs> speaking of fucking things that are hard to look at uh this came out this week uh <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> WWE 2K21 is fucking not happening. Uh, As this comes from Liam Croft over at Push Square. Following rumors that 2K would not be putting out a WWE game later this year, the World Wrestling Entertainment uh, Federation, weird, uh, has confirmed that this isn't indeed the case. WWE 2K21 will not be a thing, making 2020 the first year to not play host to an official wrestling game based on the brand since 1998. 2K20 was an... Uh, unmitigated disaster for developer uh, visual concepts plagued by bugs and glitches which gained a considerable amount of uh, notoriety on social media and as the game blew up through tweets poking fun at it thousands upon thousands shared it. Uh, a number of times, uh, the situation only grew worse despite the handful of patches to try to sort the experience out. Uh, it must be assumed that this the backlash did play a big part, and a large part being decision in the the a big decision around 2K21 not getting done. So this did uh, get an- announced in the Q1 uh, finance call. Thing, uh with all the stock stockholders uh, stakeholders etc for wwe um where vince mcmahon yeah announced that the, the the game wasn't coming uh understandable seeing as the last year was so hot shit uh just absolute hot trash with that shit house um i do think they uh they may have been like taking advantage similar to masks they're taking advantage of the the pandemic because they could also
0: be like Eh, well, we 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 didn't have time to get it done. Pandemic, they're, they're working like, from you home. Know, you saw what you saw what came out of our studio last year. You think it's going to be better when we're working from home? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do like, I do appreciate that they're taking the cabinet, and
1: they, ideally they're going to fix it. But I also don't think that that, uh, that may be the case. Uh, however, two uh, WWE Games on Twitter, as well as 2K uh, in the US, did mention that as per, let me find out there, there's a day, I think it's Tuesday for us. Let me have a quick check. Sorry, everyone. I just yeah. thought about this as it went down. Uh, we'll be sharing details on the future of the WWE 2K franchise, as well as some exciting news on Monday, The uh, on Monday which would be monday the 27th in the u.s at 7 a.m pacific so that would be tuesday morning tuesday morning ish for, for us um presumably they gonna be like yeah it's not coming because as of right now there's been no official statement from 2k that it's not coming this has only come from that earnings call um so they'll probably announce that 2k21 isn't coming however they're got some other news and fucked for what that other news is i couldn't even i could i couldn't even imagine they're like here's something else you know like i they're not gonna be able to replace it with something else in a short period of time
0: it's gonna be a mobile game
1: it's a runner it's it's <laughs> a uh, wwe runner uh which will be exciting buddy adds in the chat they didn't really have a choice they keep releasing and destroy their brand or take year off and try and salvage it and i agree like that's 100 th- percent the thing here and they should this is what they should have done last year um, and the disappointing thing is it's like the first time in the 2k run that they've had a wom- a woman on the poster with Becky and the whole idea of the women's evolution being the main story. Um, they did not give the justice needed for that current situation. You I mean that story, the whole idea of the women's, uh, women's revolution is awesome. Um, and it was handled poorly by a shithole game. So I hope they do something with the, uh, uh, cause you know, visual, like I, when I first heard about visual concepts, taking it over, I, pre- and what we saw the game to be, I presume the visual concepts were just some ball studio, right? No, it turns out they work on like NBA 2K and stuff. So like these guys have some sort of pedigree, but they were just given the short end of the deal. So like they had the potential to do good, but the greediness of WWE, uh, f- sort of forced them to push the game out actually worked to its detriment here.
0: Yeah, so they, you got you to wonder whether the team even wanted to release the product that they had. I guarantee you, they or if they had advised against it, and then WWE is like, no, it's it's got to come out.
1: Well, like, my understanding just- was that was the conversation. It was like it, it has to be annual.
0: Yeah. <sighs> so, rumor has it, Ryan, that Watchdogs Legion could be a launch title. This comes from Robert Ramsey of Push Square which is great news for me because it's on my fantasy draft this year. So hopefully the consoles don't get pushed this year and it does come out. (laughs) (laughs) So Watch Dogs Legion was originally scheduled to release on the 6th of March, 2020. Kind of weird to think about it. (laughs) Ubisoft delayed Legion and a number of other titles that it still has in the works, including Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine. At the time, Ubisoft didn't give new release dates for any of these games. It simply said they would launch beyond April, 2020. Now, here we are. Staring May in the face, and we're yet to hear much more. However, VGC reports that Legion is currently planned as a PlayStation 5 launch title. It's set to debut alongside next-gen consoles, suggesting that there won't be a current-gen version releasing before then. If true, it's unsurprising development, but it has interesting implications. For starters, it would probably mean that the next Assassin's Creed title, which we think is coming, won't be on PS5 at launch. Reason being that Ubisoft won't want to release two of its heavy hitters on the same day. The same is true for something like the aforementioned Gods and Monsters. Uh, It's worth noting that Watch Dogs Legion has been confirmed as a cross-gen title for a while, as far back as E3 2019. Developers have been calling Legion a game made for PlayStation platforms. Then in October last year, Ubisoft said Legion would utilize the PS5's features in, quote, extremely interesting ways.
1: Hmm. It's a good call. Like uh having it come out alongside the new the new console. We've discussed this before. Um mm. I think we did this about Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed last week. Uh it would be incredibly advantageous of them to release it alongside the the new console. Uh because people buy launch games. Period. Yeah. Like it could be a bumhole game and people will still spend the dollars on it. And I think with it would be a smart decision to have Legion in there. Um, allows them to probably put a little bit more time on uh, Assassin's Creed, Ragnarok, whatever the hell it's going to be called. Uh, What do you think? Would you prefer an Assassin's Creed or would you prefer Watch Dogs? Uh,
0: From all the news that we've seen, I think a Watch Dogs is probably further along than that of an Assassin's Creed, considering they've been talking about Legion for a while now. We've seen gameplay, whereas an Assassin's Creed, where we still don't know what it's called. We haven't really... Nothing's been nailed down, so I think, in terms of is it going to be Legion or Assassin's Creed? I think it's going to be Watch Dogs Legion.
1: Yeah, I agree, and
0: and I completely agree with you in the statements we made last week. Of people buy games that come out at launch because they want to new they want to use their new consoles to play new things.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, you are hundred percent spot on because you know in, in terms of even the announcement right now, like Watch Dogs Three has already been announced. It's super easy to to. Like to lead that into the next generation to be like, mm. hey, you you guys know what this is, and now you're getting it on your next gen console. Thumbs up, you know, like that. Like this is actually a good way to go about it. And I think they could really sort of, they could even resell it that way. Like a game that was too big for last generation's consoles. Yeah. You
0: well, know what that, I, mean? I mean, from what they were saying, that you know, despite the, I think they referred to them as non-playable or like NPCs that are all playable. Um, it's like all playable that, g- characters. Yeah. <laughs> they're all playable characters. That's a pretty big scope for to pull off. It's huge. So hopefully they, hopefully they take advantage of the new console's power, and they can, you know, we can be kicking ass as grandma soon.
1: Yeah, my, with my team of nanas, we, uh, we we're going to take <laughs> down whatever the the big the the big. Co- Big business.
0: The, the big corporation. Big corporation. Out. That's <laughs> what I wanted. Thank you.
1: Uh, but on top of that, Ubisoft are ready to delay uh, more titles through to the next gen. This one also comes from Push Square. Uh, we're living. They say that we're living in a very uncertain uh, time right now. And although Sony has repeatedly said that the PlayStation 5 is still launching in holiday 2020, there's always a chance the plans will have to be reworked. Unsurprisingly, publishers are well aware of this. Speaking to the New York Times, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemot gives us some insight into how the company is prepared for such an outcome. Guillemot says that it, its schedule hasn't been significantly impacted by the ongoing coronavirus situation, or the Voldemort virus as I probably should have called it, despite the fact that Ubisoft development teams are now working remotely. Both Sony and Microsoft have allowed developers to continue using next gen dev kits, which is obviously a huge help. But if the worst does happen and the PS5 and Xbox Series X odds are laid, Ubisoft is prepared. Gilmore, uh, Gilmore, I can't really do the the, the French words, uh, comments, quote, we are not seeing significant impact to our timelines, but we are in touch with all of our partners. And if there's a need to adjust in order to do what's best for them and for our players, we will do so. This suggests the publisher is ready to delay its upcoming games if necessary. After all, everything has to be working in sync for a successful console launch. So it's interesting that they're, that they're open to the idea of delaying their games even further when they are currently are already in a indefinite delay.
0: Well, I mean, if they're de- if they're if they're designing them to come out on the next gen of consoles there's no point releasing them early on this current gen or I mean there is to a degree but people want it people are gonna want it on the on the next gen so to to delay them till when the consoles comes out kind of makes sense
1: yeah and it, it's what it is one of those things like they could prepare themselves to release a, a game every quarter for the first year of yeah. you know of the, of the the next generation console life uh, life cycle so right now, like we we would have seen yeah Gods and Monsters uh that uh, Skull and Bones Watchdog Legion uh, and then presumably Assassin's Creed at the end of the year they can they then have they have a full full first year slate ready to go for the PS5 mm. if they want to do that and but, i don't see them releasing it anytime like any of these games anytime soon cuz you know they said anytime after April it's we look may is apparently the time frame that we're going to be hearing a lot of things from a lot of places yeah so maybe there are some announcements around the corner with no e3 you know even then like the minimum that you are going to get from a uh release would be about 3 months at if you're at at your hardest right three three to three to five months is the shortest amount of marketing time that you can get away with Mm. so we we're not gonna unless they're doing some surprise release in october and they announce something in may or uh so or june even but then there's like june with e3 obviously but there is no e3 now the whole delivery delivery method is different and with with the current circumstances around the voldemort virus like they, if they were to announce something next month, they can't even ensure that it'll make the date at the end of the year. It's not possible. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting that you brought up E3. So uh, GamesRadar is going to be hosting an E3-style broadcast. This comes from um Stephen Talby at Push Square. So Future Publishing, the company behind the popular gaming website GamesRadar, is putting together a live showcase called The Future Games Show. The broadcast will go out live during what would have been E3 week in June. It's been described as, quote, an hour-long broadcast containing exclusive trailers, announcements, and deep dives on existing AAA and indie games, focusing on current and next-gen consoles, mobile and streaming platforms, end quote. Sounds like there's going to be a real mix of content, ranging from PS4 titles to a look at upcoming PS5 games. Sorry, my light's flickering like crazy. The show will be accompanied Whee! by... <laughs> it's the ghost of E3's past. Whoa! <laughs> the show will be ranging from, um, yeah, PlayStation 4 titles to look at... Some, Is that you know, a common a occurrence? That doesn't seem good. No, I think the light's about to blow. I'm just going to watch the
1: light. You keep talking.
0: <laughs> the show will be accompanied by written pieces over on the game's radar site. Uh, that's about all we have to go on for now, but it certainly sounds interesting. where the future can pull together the sort of announcements that are going to make this worth a watch remains to be seen. Give me two seconds. We're just gonna flick the light on and off and see, <laughs> <if that makes laughs> and see what happens. Uh- <laughs> all right. So I see to see what
1: Reverends put in the chat here makes the aliens meme hands. It's, it's aliens. The lights fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Did it just go, oh, all right, well, cool. Hopefully no one has photosensitive epilepsy right now because that's what all we're all going to get from from uh, Max's camera. But uh, it's interesting that someone, uh, uh, Zill Zil has confirmed that it's aliens and that you may in fact get probed back. So I, might, I might have to get up there and fix it. <laughs> just do it mi- midstream. It's just you, you know, getting up on a ladder. seems seems very safe. Ladder? I'm just going to stand on a chair. <laughs> That's horrifying. We could see you get viciously injured on. on uh, at stream. least there'll be
0: people to call the ambulance.
1: We'll That's true. At. Like we could... like right, the opposite of swatting. Like we're here to help you. We'll all call ambulances.
0: Um, this is interesting.
1: So like, with there's a bunch of different places that are that are apparently going to be helping during this E3 week. But has any like aside from this, and they're kind of funny. So they're going to do something. Then there was mention of uh, IGN doing something as well. Like. There is this, it's this weird window of time right now where like everyone's getting in, but wouldn't that, is that going to then dilute
0: the message further? It's a weird time. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's still good. It's a good time to be doing something like that. Cause obviously everyone will be expecting their E3 announcements. So the the more information, the better in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I agree.
0: Now, do you have a replacement like globe?
1: yes all right well i'm gonna run into the i'll quickly add some thoughts to this and then i'll get into the next bit of news so that uh, you do that i'll be back you'll be you'll be back i'll be back hi everyone it's just it's just me now but uh yeah let us know in the chat what you think about uh about e3 because it is it is interesting time right now with like with everything's on up in the air and and even then the reluctance of people to to have something to say i guess because it's Unless they already had some pre-made uh, trailers or some sort of pre-made content ready to go for E3, you will then ha- you would have to go into that with that. Like no one's going to really make new trailers right now when they're already very short. I wouldn't say short staff, but their their resources are even less than usual. You know what I mean? Uh, buddy does ask the question: How many podcasts does it take to change a light bulb? My my answer, hopefully, is one. Um, but it looks very ominous. looks like I'm, I'm doing this podcast by myself, which is actually quite depressing. But while he's not here, let's get into this bit of news that, uh, you know, that catches my attention. Farmer's life named, uh, uh, this one, this one come from a push square as well. Previously only available on the Nintendo Switch and the PC, Bandai Namco have announced that Doraemon Story of Seasons will be coming to PlayStation 4. It is a Harvest Moon-esque game featuring characters from the Doraemon franchise, which has been huge in Japan for decades, and Story of Seasons is due to release on the 4th of September. So, this is where I'm pretty excited. Uh, because, oh, there's a bit of Tum Tum of of Max. Yeah, that's hot. Oh, there's more Tum Tum. Look at that. Oh, it's off camera. You guys can't see it. Um, Look, Story of Seasons, you know, everyone knows my absolute love for uh, for farming games. Now, Story of Seasons is the, it's the exact same, the original team from Harvest Moon and Harvest Moon back to nature, that sort of stuff. Uh, However, due to some uh, licensing concerns and, and trademarks, They when they separated from Natsume, um, (laughs) when they separated from Natsume, they wanted to take Harvest Moon with them, but they couldn't. So then they created Story of Seasons. That that allows them to to continue to make good farming games under a different name. Uh, So Harvest Moon games are still releasing, like recently with the Harvest Moon Light of Hope from Marvelous. Um, However, it's not not the same. So Story of Seasons did kind of fill that void. So I'm very excited to have this on the PlayStation because... You know, big fan of the farming games. I have no idea what Doramon is or what a Doramon could be, but um, <laughs> uh, they're pointing out that Matt's Max's little tummy fell out, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what a Doramon is, but for me, it would be pretty much just down to. Oh, cool! A story of Seasons game because right as of right now, like they're on um, 3DS. The may maybe one coming to the PS4, but right now it's pretty much uh, it's it's pretty much <laughs> bit of s- side time there. Yeah, it's pretty much a Nintendo property right now, which is cool. Max put this one in there for me so I can just gush about farming games. Um, but you know, I'm very be very keen. Oh, Max nearly died. All right. I'm just going to move to another piece. Where's another bit of piece that I can get, that I can talk about without him. Hmm. He put this one in here, but, um, I'm just gonna run through it because I don't care. Uh, apparently Fortnite is still breaking records. Uh, the Battle Royale shooter keeps on going from strength to strength. The game has quickly become known as an, impre- uh, for its impressive live events in game. And yesterday, as a, a time of writing, Epic Games put on the most extravagant show yet, setting a new record in the process. An incredible 12.3 million people saw rapper Travis Scott put on a concert inside Fortnite. No idea who that is. The statistic, uh, Eclipses the 10.7 million viewers that Marshmallow had to pull in from his own, uh, uh, in across streaming platforms. Scott performed hits such as "Sicko Mode" and "Highest in the Room," and the musicians seemed pretty chuffed to, to, with how the event was. So, Max, I talked about the story of Seasons, which I knew you wouldn't have a lot to say about, uh, and then we just jumped on about the Fortnite. I
0: spoke spoke about Doramon.
1: Yeah, uh, what's You know what a Doramon
0: is? Nah. Okay, me either.
1: Uh, there was, a, we saw, like, although the camera was nicely cropped, we didn't see all your tum-tum. It did peek it did peek in at the top right-hand <laughs> corner, though. Hence, uh, right. hence Zil's comments about having an erect penis because of it.
0: Oh, so did you see me flick the light on and it just, like, popped straight away? I'm like, oh, no, I've instantly blown the globe. <laughs> <laughs> we, I did see you come back, Gleave and
1: come back, so there's multiple globe attempts. Yeah, I
0: grabbed the, I, I grabbed the wrong light globe. Ah, uh. Oh, I, needed a screw- I needed a screw in and I grabbed a bayonet. Well, My this bad. is
1: different. So like this light's a lot more white than your, your previous one's a bit more yellow.
0: Uh it's because I've taken the, the shade off. Ah, there you go. So this is just this is just straight, straight light. Uh, now.
1: Cast d- did ask that would it hurt if you just open a window?
0: Yes, because. Like, the sunlight doesn't come in and it would still be dark.
1: <laughs> uh, so, it's touched upon the Fortnite news as well, which is just interesting because Fortnite still breaking records. I can't even imagine that, tw- that 12 million people even still play it, but
0: apparently they do. To I can't see- believe their service survive when twelve and a half million people are all logged in at once.
1: I don't know. Like, yeah, P- Predator Hunting Grounds is not even allowing five. So, it's uh, interesting times. Yeah but yeah okay cool do you know do you know who this uh this travis gentleman is i believe he's a rapper okay cool
0: that's about as i he now has a skin in the game you can you can be him okay i'd be pretty happy i'd be pretty happy with 12.3 million coming to see one of my shows that's true. Like we're right now, we've got like up. Oh, went from seven to six. So like you know, we're we're
1: doing noticeably worse than him. I'm like, I don't know who that guy is, but we are doing noticeably worse. So that's that.
0: All right, max you can pick, you can pick the next bit. Well, let's go with that. uh The ghost has Aussie approval. You? This is from uh Stephen Talby at Push Square. So given that Sony has delayed The Last of Us Part Two until further notice. And the company's PlayStation 5 plans have allegedly been upended by the current situation in the world. It's fair to expect more disruptions. The most prominent example in the land of PlayStation 4 is, of course, Ghost of Tsushima. The upcoming open world set during the Mongol invasions of Japan is looking very promising indeed. But given the state of the planet, it's thought that Sony will delay this game, just as with Naughty Dog's latest. Our However, with no official word on the matter, there's no way we can really know for sure. Things have been quiet on Sucker Punch Studios' game for a little while now, and it would seem Sony is confident in the 26th June release date. The latest scrap of evidence of this is an age uh, age certification in Australia. The game has been classified MA15+, which appears to be the equivalent of a T in the USA or 16 in Europe. What does this tell us? Well, aside from confirming the game contains some language and strong violence not really surprising. It suggests that the game is pretty much done. Age ratings don't usually show up until a couple of months prior to release, even where delays are factored in. For instance, The Last of Us 2 was up, was coming out as intended on 29th of May. There should be an Australian rating listed for it, but there's not. Uncharted 4 A Thief's End is another example. Initially scheduled for 2015, the game was not expected to launch before the end of March in 2016. Finally arriving in May of that year, the game wasn't rated in Australia until the 31st of March. Of course, the world's current situation is very unique, set of circumstances, and it's possible Sony could still delay Ghost of Tsushima, despite the, Austro- the Aussie rating. However, with historic info, it appears the game is on course.
1: Yeah, so this is... um. This is interesting, a, a because like maybe it's one of those things of like things are start like apart from the U.S. is fucked right now, but like the world itself uh, is starting to get better ish. Like we may we may not have seen the worst, but we are things are improving, um, especially here in Australia at least. Um, so maybe they have a bit of high hopes here maybe may was you know for the last of us at least maybe may was too close they're like look we know this is not going to get better in the next month so that's what if we june june seems reasonable right now yeah like that's how i would that's how i would see it however i have thought about i have heard this week i've heard this theory that uh because you know how we discussed Last of Us, and how mm. I have a tin hat theory that the game wasn't ready to go, because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they mentioned bug fixes, uh, they mention uh, you know like they they mentioned that it hadn't gone gold yet, yeah, because you, know, uh, you know the game was like three weeks away, we could be you know we should be playing it very soon, and yeah, I mean it's not gone gold, so the theory that I heard was that Sony similar to that of potentially motorstorm uh, the one based in one with all the falling buildings and whatever that they yeah. have uh made the choice to hold back the game as its uh, uh circumstances as its themes semi reflect the current world status we it with a pandemic uh, where people are uh, you know fighting each other and a lot of mm. issues like that do you think that there is any water to them holding it purely thematically
0: oh uh, i don't know like i guess some some people play games as a release from their everyday life and our everyday life is currently pandemic mode and people might not want to play that at the moment in their games but i think a lot of people are just remembering the good times they had. well especially for last of us part 2 people are going to remember what, how the fun that they had playing part 1 and they do want to know the conclusion to that story. I don't think that's going to, you know, affect people too much. Personally, it wouldn't affect me. I would still play it uh even in the current situation, but, you know, who knows?
1: Yeah, like I understand that because I, so that, uh, so that Motorstorm Apocalypse, I think it was, that was supposed to release here in Japan. Um, however, the, a bunch of the, uh, uh, this, the earthquakes happened over there at that time so they mm. chose not to release it and they are still yet to release it apparently they just never did it um so that's interesting however like resident evil also a pandemic released without any concern mm-hmm. however that game was way more ready to go like they they had yeah. you know two weeks whatever so i do think part of that I hidden there's some ground. I think there's like any good conspiracy, Max, has just that right amount of truth to potentially work. And I think like because there's precedence, I think it's very possible. Because I think it may be a higher up decision, because like, you know, if you look at the when you when you see over Twitter, like they Naughty Dogs seem pretty bummed out that they can't release it. But maybe this was something like cuz you know the the coronavirus had been going on for a little while and obviously Sony were very uh pre think you know had a lot of pre thought yeah. about it uh consideration you know pulling out of events and whatnot so maybe this is a decision that was made prior to it escalating hence why they were able to uh get as close to the release as possible before they announced
0: I that. just I just hope that it doesn't come back to kind of bite them in the arse a bit like they've they've delayed this because of the climate and if this game doesn't come out as a banger with no bugs people will be like we had all this extra time cuz it got delayed what were you doing mm.
1: that that is very very true however this will will greatly um will greatly assist Ghost of Tsushima i think
0: which is where yes. we originally
1: the competition was were started at so um i think like it's possible that the intention had always been to release ghost of shishima first and then the last of us part two closer to the back end of the generation because that seems like more of a better way to send off the generation right mm. um but looks like they may have they may have to ha- get to be able to have their cake mm. and eat it too here with because ghosts coming out now in a pretty quiet sp- qu- pretty quiet space uh will get a lot of attention. It'll get a lot of yeah. presumably get a lot of love, and it's probably a smart move. And I think Sucker Punch may get a big advantage out of it.
0: Yeah, hopefully they do. Well, I mean, well, I'm 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 personally super keen for this game. Well, yes, yeah, I'm like it's weird because I'm not
1: like I'm 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 not really a big fan of um of of Japanese like i in yeah. terms of the japanese aesthetic like the the feudal japan stuff uh so it's not that there for me like neo didn't really do me uh, for a, from a thematical sense because of, like eh, it's just mm, yeah. fair enough gameplay was, was 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 schmick you know but it just doesn't doesn't do it for me i'm i'm not, I'm not one of those uh, uh you know anime japan loving nerds so <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's move it on. Uh, DualSense is, quote, one of the best in history. This comes from Liam Croft, Lara Croft's uh, brother, uh, from Push Square. If it isn't already obvious, Sony's PS5 Dual Sense controller has both the gaming and the development community very excited. With haptic feedback and adaptive triggers, the Japanese giant is taking a genuinely big step forward with the pad's feature set and design rather than iterating upon what it has done in the past. The proof will be in the pudding when we get hands-on time with the controller. Of course, that includes us as well. That's push square. I think we'll, a lot of our thoughts will come more once we get in our hands. Mm. But it's clear that the hardware manufacturer is doing something right. Speaking of which, uh, to, to learn more of the developers, uh, what the developers are thinking on the PS5 DualSense controller, uh, Push Square reached out to Dying Light 2 developer Techland to see what it thought of the innovation. Lead game designer Timon Smectala told Push Square uh, that he thinks the controller looks fantastic. Quote, I absolutely love it. Uh, it's an amazing design, as futuristic as we should expect to see in twenty twenty. The sci-fi times we are already live in. As for the shape, we need to see how it will fit in, in the hands. But looking at it, uh, looking at it, I get very good vibes. I think it has a chance to be one of the best in history. Just bi- just big enough, but neat and funky at the same time. Uh, Smectala then went into went on to discuss just some of the features which set the PS Five Dual Sensor controller apart. Quote, I also think that the haptic feedback and tri- adaptive triggers can be a real game changer, uh, way more than people would expect right now. I'm curious about the overall sturdiness of the thing. It looks so sleek, I wonder if it will survive accidentally, accidental falls and rage quits. But all in all, even though I know the initial opinions are varied, for me, it's very obviously fantastic. Uh, following the recent outpour of love for the next generation con- controller from those working on the PS5 games, including, uh, this gentleman from Techland, uh, we, we uh, Push Square believe that it's clear that the feature of its pack, uh, feature that it is packing won't be quickly abandoned. The likes of the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback seem to be more, uh, seem to be here to stay and Dying Light 2 may well take advantage of them. While the game no longer has a release window following an indefinite delay, Techland has confirmed that a PS5 version would be in the works. Now Max, I'm pretty confident now uh doesn't the Xbox One controller have haptic feedback in the in the adaptive
0: triggers? Uh I think so. Yeah, and uh, like
1: that's rarely used or at all. Uh on top of that, the entire uh rumble system within the Joy-Con is that haptic feedback,
0: right? Is used for one game. It's used not at all. Like it's, th- used for, it's used for it's one game. Wait, one two, one, two switch. switch now. Like
1: playing, <laughs> you know, the like, granted, It's here and there, but it's nothing amazing. Like if you play Animal Crossing, like you can you can kind of guess what the fish is going to be based on the vibration of the of the Joy Cons. However, it meant so much to them that they removed it for the light.
0: But that's because they, because uh, aren't the controllers smaller on the light? So they just couldn't fit it in. Uh, it probably also drains battery life. Battery life like no tomorrow. I imagine it does. But and yeah, since that's a primarily handheld only.
1: But even then, like Nintendo are pretty good at running on their gimmicks.
0: No, even they're not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to wear? <laughs> The Joy Cons will be dead on their next console, and we'll just have wasted $120 for each Joy Con that we purchased. Yeah. Hence the sarcasm. Um, <laughs> but no, like,
1: look, I'm, I'm I'm very mixed about this. Like, we discussed about uh, we we had a full chat about the Dual Sense couple of weeks ago, but mm. I uh, my my stance hasn't changed. I'm still very in the firm belief that uh, initially these will seem really cool and novel, but I don't see them having any sort of long term. Uh, effect or long term uh, impl- implications um, i think it will just be a a rumble with a greater finite with a greater scale so you could, 20% rumble seems very different to 80% rumble where right now it just feels like fucking 100% all the time
0: yeah i think it'll purely uh rest on the developers whether or not they want to uh, cuz i would imagine it's extra work programming <laughs> the adaptive triggers to whatever they're going to use them for. Mm. It'll just depend on what the extra workload is to get those working for what they, for, for the reward that they want to give out of their game.
1: And on top of that, like it's cool. The push square reached out to this one person. Like that's hardly enough to claim it to be the best in the world. And on top of that, like we've heard that uh, supermassive games have some things to say about it, which is cool, you know. But even then, it's like Ew. okay, that's that is not the the most reliable set of sources. Yeah.
0: What's next, Max? Uh, did you say? You, did you talk about the Vita? I did not. Well, let, let's talk Vita for a little while. Apparently, it's still alive. Yeah. uh <laughs> sammy barker this article comes from sammy barker push square yeah, yes. so did you know ryan yes that the PS Vita still receives new games on an almost weekly basis
1: oh yeah they're always like small little poopy ones
0: oh yeah so sony may have pulled the plug on the platform years ago but smaller developers are continuing to support it in 2020 an impressive feat for a format which apparently limped at around 16 million units sold a limped to around 16 million units sold. Many of the new titles are cross-buy with PlayStation 4, but it's neat that there's still a reason for you to power the portable up. Among the latest releases includes uh, Rush Rover, a thoroughly likable dual dual joystick shooter that does little new but will keep you entertained. Uh, then you've got Side Scroller Random Heroes, a simplistic platformer with plenty of protagonists. War Room is an interactive art experience that will cost you less than a packet of uh, chips, apparently. Hey! None of these titles are going to set the world alight, however. But if you're invested in a PS Vita and still in, and still enjoy playing it, then it's neat to know that the indie development community is continuing to support the Vita. Sony's largely abandoned the handhelds PlayStation Store these days, but most po- uh, with most titles not even appearing in the new release sections. But you can filter out fresh handheld titles on the web-based storefront. So. If you still love your Vita, there is still stuff to do on it. I, I barely
1: guess. use it anymore. like Hence why it has a permanent spot on the shelf behind <laughs> me. Um, the last <laughs> thing I played on it was... It would have been Papers, Please. Um, I, I, did oh, play, well. I did play a lot of Stardew Valley on it, because I really yep. you know it was, it was the best. Thing. But then once I got it on the Switch, I was like... Hmm.
0: Bigger screen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean mm. like it's like the like the Vita was great and I really HD enjoyed the boys. time I had with it, <laughs> but it's just it's just not there. Uh Zill in the chat goes, there's still a huge Vita section at uh at the BIC camera in Japan. Well yeah, because like for them it's the handheld is a is a more demand market because of all their mm. subway travel and you know pu- public transport and whatnot. So there there is a it's always been bigger there, period. Um yeah. but yeah, cool like it's good news it's totally good news for those that was but the, without those massive games coming to the Vita it's even less likely that anyone would care yeah what about you Max you, did, you, did you even own a Vita
0: I owned a Vita once oh, upon a yeah. time I owned a, yeah I owned it once not we, anymore
1: no it's long gone yeah if, we, if we're gonna look if we're gonna look back
0: look back I at I, re- I rehomed it I, I think I bought it originally to play two games, and that was it. What were the games? The Persona games. Dork. <laughs>
1: All right, if we're, if we're going to reminisce about something that's reminisce correctly, it's Kratos' birthday on PS4. Uh, two years ago this week, God of War launched uh, and quickly became one of the PlayStation 4's very best, no, the best PlayStation 4 game uh, to be released. It is held in just as high regard to this day even topping Push Square's list of peers for exclusive games, and also being this guy's uh, favorite game of all time. Um, We won't be forgetting about Kratos and Atreus' uh, rebooted journey for a very, very long time. And it's clear that the team at Sony Santa Monica won't either. In fact, the developer has put together a small celebration to mark the occasion, including new merchandise. So detailed in the PS blog, Sony is teaming up with the dark horse to bring a trace journal to life. It called the chronicles. Uh, so it says, quote, it chronicles the journey of Atreus and Kratos through the nine realms. It includes expanded lore, detailed bestiary character dosi- dossiers, and so much more. So I imagine it's very similar to like the, uh, the Skyrim library books that you could get for a little while there. Um, I may have pre-ordered, um, uh <laughs> woo uh I lost my spot because I got like super excited about the book. So our price, our hasn't price hasn't been announced an yet, but you'll be able to pre-order the book through uh, through a link and like Amazon. So it's about sixty-three bucks on Amazon right now if you put the pre-order down. Uh, alongside this is something rather special. Gaming Heads is designed and manufactured, likes a life-size bust of Kratos, beard and all. It's a huge twenty-five inches tall, bringing together game uh, fast and intricate paint strokes to make one of the uh, this creation look as lifelike as possible. There are only five hundred of them available. So uh, go get it. Apparently, it's about $799 US, I pursued. US. I yeah. want it. My wife said no. Uh, Jeff Ketchum, producer at Sony Santa Monica, signs off the blog post by saying, "Quote: Thank you again for being the best fans ever. You continue to be the heart of every of everything we do here at, at Santa Monica. Until next week until next time, stay tuned and remember to enjoy the journey." On top of that, we should also mention that uh, Numbskull Games announced as part of their latest wave of tubs, which are those little cosplaying ducks that my son loves. They announced Kratos and Atreus, and oh my God, am I buying the absolute fuck out of them so it it is very common knowledge for anyone that does watch this show how much i love that game i said i believe it is the the best game that i've ever played it is my favorite game of all time it's what i modeled my my custom ps4 over i have a control a custom controller behind me i have Three separate Kratos figures on this shelf alone. Um, you know, Collectors edition. I bought the novelization. I have the comic run. Uh, I fucking love this game. Um, n- there has been no experience like it for me personally. And if actually I've got some fucking downtime, I might just play it again.
0: The God game is alright. So
1: Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was that was great. The game was is great. absolutely fantastic. And I can't believe it's been two years. Like, um Yeah. Cause we should also mention today is episode one hundred and fifty, and we did fucking nothing for it. But there you go, episode 150. Because yeah, it was like right on uh, essentially one year of doing for the players. Josh and I got to talk about God of War, which was awesome. Um but yeah, there you go. 150. Woo. Woo. <laughs> 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 but no, I, I love that I love that game absolutely uh cash it's like- agrees it's one of the top three fa- his top three of his favorite games uh and Zill goes the storyline is set up pretty well for the future games which 100 it does um yeah. and as i've discussed you know many many times in the past the big big thing for me was just the whole father son storyline you know as a father myself to a son it touches upon some incredible uh some things about being a father. Um, and just some of the concerns that you have, and and the you know just just different ways of approaching it that that hit home to me. Well, very so much so I
0: I had this with um uh I I'm I'm at a loss for what it was. Uh, our game of year last year. Death Stranding. I had that I had that feeling with Death Stranding as I was playing that just around the time that my my child was born. Yeah and that that hit me in the in the feels pretty hard yeah. many times
1: cuz yeah so my son's 3 so he would have he would have been yeah one and a bit not mm. e- not even um wait hang on he's turns 4 this year so yeah he would have been one and a bit
0: but we've got Cass in the chat do you ever go boy to your I did your it son's. just the other day <laughs> like i do it all the time so as i mentioned last week um, are, are you waiting are you waiting for him to turn 12 and just turn into a gigantic dick for a while i can only or? hope i can only hope <laughs>
1: um as i was saying as as i've said before my wife's big stargate fan she's been rewatching it recently and christopher judge who is kratos in this one mm. he's a you know main character in got in uh in stargate so whenever i walk into the bedroom and i hear it i'm like huh every time and like i, I millie gets mad at me because she's like no no he was tilk first i'm like i don't give a fuck about tilk he's kratos now so that voice has such a special like everything about that game is so fucking fantastic i love it so so much so much can't believe it's can't believe it's two now
0: do you want to do you want to go for the quick bits and cover the last three stories i agree let's get
1: these quick bits done max then we'll get into the main topic of the show
0: Alright, so some quick bits for us. Uh, Golf with Friends launching on PS4 next month. Dreams Update 2.1 is out now with some bug fixes. Tekken 7 teases a new character on their website. Battlefield 5 has wrapped up their post-launch support as of this summer. And in a strange Fallout 76 bug, the new NPCs can loot dead bodies and steal your items forever. How fucking awesome is this news so do not die near the npcs because they will jack you
1: (laughs) (laughs) if fallout 76 couldn't be like any more of an interesting experience just to watch it crumble under its own shit like they're like hey it's got uh it's got, MP- more people it's now. got NPCs just in it. Steal your stuff <laughs> Dude, if you um if you if you ever interested watch Skill Ups review of it. Like he just demonstrates how this game was not built for NPCs. Period. Yeah. Like you can literally steal from their pockets as you look at them. Mm. Like the game is just the 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 way this has been built is not for NPCs. Um yeah. and it's really been thrown together. Fantastic but anyway max let's get in that's enough about the news let's get into the section we call chat to the players we tell you where we have we we break down we focus on one specific topic this week we are talking horizon zero dawn two or horizon two whatever they decide to call it as a bunch of rumors and information came out this week so uh max you want to kick us off
0: So, in a now-deleted tweet, Horizon Zero Dawn developers Guerrilla Games listed a job posting for a senior AI programmer that included the hashtag, PS5. It's kicked off speculation that the team could be working on an exclusive PlayStation 5 sequel for the much-loved post-apocalyptic RPG. The tweet only appeared briefly in its original form and has since been replaced by a newer tweet that lacks the PS5 hashtag. Uh, the tweet in question, quote, We're looking for a senior AI programmer who can make a difference in the design and implementation of the systems that make our NPCs come to life. Hashtag gorilla, hashtag AI, hashtag PlayStation, hashtag PS5. The PS5 has now been removed in a later post. So, uh, obviously, they're. That's something. Uh, a- yeah, hmm. it's, 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 yeah, it's it's hard to say. Cause you would think that being a obviously one of their one of their big exclusives that they would want it on current gen and next gen.
1: I I, I disagree. Uh, you disagree. I think they would want. You
0: reckon it to- that it, you reckon that they could push their sales with this? I if think it launches so. I think close could. enough to the.
1: With, with the success of horizon zero dawn uh and the the critical and public reception of it it would be within their best interest to put it on the next gym because a it would be a it would as as the alleged uh rumor right now is that it w- it will be a launch title so launching with this would be tremendous this is on mm. the, this is kind of on the same level of xbox going hey there's a halo game at launch here you know what i mean like this is a big first party exclusive that is here ready to go
0: Mm. So, we know Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is coming. Guerrilla Games' open-world action RPG resonated instantly with PlayStation fans, and Aloy has become one of PS4's most iconic characters. Yes, after such is. a success, it would be foolish to think that. <laughs> so my it son just broke it think after would to think the shower. studio would turn its attention elsewhere. According to a new report from VGc, it seems Guerrilla got to work on a follow-up pretty quickly. Multiple sources have told the site. That the developer began work on Horizon 2, quote, soon after the first game's successful release. Furthermore, these same sources claim the sequel was planned for a release on PlayStation 4, however, development has apparently, quote, entirely shifted focus to PS5. This doesn't come as too much of a surprise, but it's interesting to hear Guerrilla was aiming for Horizon 2 to hit PlayStation 4 before the next-gen machine came along. While this information isn't totally concrete, it sounds very believable. Uh, uh. This, we're glad to see the sequel will make its debut on the PlayStation 5 and it will certainly make it a much it'll certainly make a much bigger impression when we do eventually see it other alleged information concerning Horizon 2 has come to light uh, according to the same report the game is gigantic in scope and could include co-op Ooh.
1: Ooh, but uh, so, yeah, this makes a hundred percent sense. Like if, if I was them, I'd be like, you're making for PS5. Like if it is as easily transferable as they, they're claiming it to be, then why not? Right. Uh, it's just, yeah. And if, if they want bigger, if like, granted Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the prettiest games on PS4, unquestionably, like, so it would make sense for them to then want to push into that next, that next you know that next thing right um i adding adding to the 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 job thing, job listing though like there is no way that that would be coming to ps4 if they're still looking for for staff right now right it is a weird line it is like i'm I, on top of that now it's kind of made me think that maybe it won't be released day it's probably released window mm-hmm Probably the first three months.
0: Well, when did Horizon? So when was Horizon out? Did that was was that a February drop?
1: Uh, that was fair Feb- No, it was March. It was the same day as uh, 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 Breath of the Wild. Okay, so like March thirteenth. Yeah. Uh, two thousand
0: mm. So with was it two years ago? Did it come out? Yeah. No, it came out before God of War, didn't it? Yep.
1: Oh yeah. So three
0: years ago 2017 yeah so horizon zero dawn was purely single player adventure on playstation 4 but it looks like the developer Guerrilla games has big plans for its next gen sequel according to video games chronicle a reliable source the playstation 5 follow-up will include online co-op so that aloy is no longer doing it all on her own The website states that both the studio and Sony have always been keen to implement the functionality into the series, with the original game supposedly supporting the feature before it was scrapped so that the team could focus on other areas. In Horizon Zero Dawn 2, online co-op will be available, but it's not yet clear if this will form part of the base experience or if it will be (laughs) delivered via a separate mode. Video Game Chronicle goes on to claim that Guerrilla once intended to release a standalone preview of the co-op feature with progress carried over into the full game on PS5. However, it is no longer clear if those plans will be carried out.
1: Now, this is 100% possible because there is, uh, there was announced. I think maybe in Dark Horse are uh, making a Horizon comic to tie in with, with, uh, with the, with the, presumably with the game will help fill the void between the game. And that does have a different lead, uh, different main protagonist and they're on the hunt for Aloy. So it, it's certainly possible that there would be two leads. Uh, I, I imagine if, we, if it's co-op, you and I will be playing at co-op, but um, yes. do you think this is something that Horizon needs?
0: I don't know if it's needed, but i do it won't as long as they don't focus too hard on it and, and they lose some of their focus to implement it in, mm-hmm. I think it would be a fantastic addition. I agree. I think that world that world was so fun to explore as a solo player, it would be so much fun to explore as a co-op team. Mm. Well, because like taking I- like taking down those big mechs with two people would just be rad
1: yeah like uh, tackling a th- it, tackling a thunder all- jaw with two people at like one person attacking one person setting traps like and luring yeah. it to like that that would be a if you want to talk about evolution of what horizon zero dawn set up that would be the next step the next step would be bringing uh, somebody else in another character in uh and you know we as we, know, we always can't rely on like ai of computers to do good planning so why not play it with someone yeah uh yeah no i'm totally uh it'll definitely like monster hunter style
0: yeah it'll definitely add in uh it'll change the way you play the game because you'll be more you you can be more methodical about taking the enemies down you can kind of think before you just blindly go in
1: Mm. i'm interested i'm certainly open to the idea look i'm 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 in it anyway like i i've really enjoyed Mm. horizon zero dawn um I'm I'm getting a PS5 as launch as possible. That's my plan. Um, oh yeah. You know, what I mean, so like I am the demographic for people that want that want to check it out. So, am yeah, I even mad? You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But yeah.
0: Um is there anything else to come out from from Horizon? Uh no, I think that was all about Horizon. So, so it's just that yeah. Yeah, so how how are you finding all these rumors and stuff about Horizon? How is it how is it shaping for you? Um, with the, with the news that they originally wanted to get it out on PS4 and now they've kind of shifted their focus to PS, to PS5, hopefully that means they've, they've been able to put in a little bit extra love, love and care into their, into their game, a little bit of development, a little bit extra development time never hurts. Uh, You know, Horizon Zero Dawn 1 was incredible. The world was fantastic. The story was great. I can't wait to see more of it. Uh, The rumors of it possibly adding co-op Again, right up my alley. I love I love co op games. Uh, it adds to the experience, in my opinion. As lo- like I said, as long as they don't take away anything to add this edition in, I think it'll can. I think it'll work great. Yeah.
1: I, I agree with you pretty much on all those points, I think. Yeah. But let us know what you think of these Horizon Zero Dawn 2, Horizon Second Dawn, Horizon First Dawn. I don't fucking know what I'm going to call it. In those comments below, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, all those places, come chat to us about, uh, about Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, Max, Horizon Zero Dawn is, oh, 2 is so far away, at least back end of the year, if not this time next year. So let's have a chat about what games that are coming out this week in a section we call Coming to the Players.
0: So Coming to the Players, we have the drop, the, the PlayStation games for April 28, 2020. Again, this comes from the US PlayStation blog. So some dates will be different here for us Australians. Some games won't release at all. We have Active Neurons, PS4, PS Vita, Digital out April 29th. Arcade Spirits, PS4, Digital and Retail out May 1st. The artwork, Dem- the
1: artwork looks like Daddy Dating Simulator.
0: I know, right? <laughs> Book of Demons, PS4 Digital, out April 30. Daymare, 1998, PS4 uh-huh.
1: Digital. Fighter of the Nightmare.
0: Down the Rabbit Hole, PSVR Digital, out May 1st. Dread Nautical, PS4 Digital, out now April They didn't 29th. put a lot
1: of thought into the artwork of Daymare. You've got, like, Idris Elba and uh, BJ Blasquez on the front. They didn't even try... <laughs>
0: Gun Crazy, PS4 Digital, The Inner Friend, PS4 Digital, Jigsaw Abundance, PS4 Digital. What a great game to come out currently when everyone's quarantined at home. (laughs) Jigsaws are
1: essential, by the way.
0: Hmm. Moving Out, PS4, Digital, yes, and read that Retail. Moving Out is a ridiculous physics-based moving simulator that brings new meaning to couch co-op. Take on moving jobs across the town of Pacmore, enjoy the story mode solo or as a team of four friends, move through sleepy suburbs, frenzied farms haunted houses, and lands beyond to grow your company's reputation.
1: So, moving out, made by Australia's SMG. Uh, I'm I'm personally a big fan uh, of the studio. Uh, And I I have played this, not the final build. Uh, I did go and do a test uh, and a sort of preview, pre-release run with Paul from Player 2. We went over there to their studio here in Melbourne and had a look at it. Game looks awesome, awesome fun.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, pretty keen.
1: Disappointing that it is only couch co-op however. Uh, the reviews are out in the wild now. It's reviewing fine. Um but it, the difficulty it, with it being uh, local on local multiplayer only. It would really have, have really mm. really had a good time now if it was online.
0: Yeah. Uh, we have Sucker Awards PS4 Digital and Retail. Snow Runner PS4 Digital Retail. Streets of Rage 4, PS4 Digital, out April 30th. Ooh. And that is it for this upcoming week.
1: Oh, there's Telling Lies, whatever the hell that is.
0: Uh, Apparently, it's not on the drop.
1: Oh, I'm looking at the drop right now. Oh,
0: yeah, sorry. And Telling Lies. Yeah, why did I think that was an advertisement? (laughs) Uh, Telling Lies PS4. (laughs) Because it looks like an advertisement. Because it's a, yeah, isn't it an FMV thriller game? Yeah, probably. Otherwise, oh and yeah. uh the reverend
1: park comes in and does let us know well the v uh video games chronicle uh did also mention that gorilla is planning a horizon zero dawn trilogy that only so really makes Redawn sense and, yeah like Redawn and new just just make make all of them yeah give me three make All of them. horizon third dawn i don't care shit give me all of them hell yeah sold <laughs> done i'm already like yeah, i said i'm already sold there's three more i'm
0: in make it happen <laughs> Make it so. Fair enough. Make it so. Well... Ryan, yes. this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Spotify and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join in future PlayStation conversations, please head on over to our Facebook, Discord, Instagram. All our social links are in the description below. If, uh, if you want to join the
1: conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash The and watch us record this show live, just like Puck did, just like Zill, uh, just like Cass-Buddy bunch of good people came and had a chat you can watch max change his light globe live and in person
0: you've had a rough week streaming with your co-host you? oh my gosh! so jem's entire <laughs> suburb
1: lost power on thursday so we didn't do that show that was awesome yeah it's tough times in these quarantines uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so come watch us on twitch join in the chat just like puck did and provide you know Add add to the whole conversation. It's it's good. We love having you here. Um, if one thing we'd like you to do, if you'd be so kind, would be share the conversation, tell your friends, tell your family about this little PlayStation pod. Go to your podcast service of choice, give it a rating, share it around, put it on your socials. Uh, whatever you do, we would greatly appreciate the the getting it out there and people checking us out. Um, you know, like look, we would do, we would still do it if no one was listening, but it's great to have people that listen. <laughs> uh and we understand that it is tough times right now but if you do want to support us financially you can by heading out to patreon.com slash the pop which we should mention funded uh the control season path so max and i'll be talking about control found the foundation dlc next week get excited for that uh and you can also go to our merchandise store where you can buy a popculture.com slash shop you can buy shirts masks and other assorted shit with our <laughs> logos on it but until next week, I'm Ryan Betson.
0: I'm Max Capo.
1: And that was for the players. For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan supported at patreon.com slash And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Shadoway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, AJ Abatomi, Damien Holdies, Carl Dunn, Lee Winterchauven, Nathan Massetti. Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.